what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Are you rooted? Or are you drifting? We're going right into it today. I'm going to break down what both of those mean. But this is something that I think as believers specifically, and for those that really want to build spirit-led lives and incorporate God in all they do and in every area of their life and really be intentional about that, there is a tension that we carry between these two things all the time right? Because they're options. We can be rooted or we can drift, right? But we can't be both. So ultimately we get to choose. And what's key here is self-awareness and just having an understanding of these two polarities so that you can stay in the place of freedom and exercising your free will to choose what you would actually pursue. And if you don't choose, that's still a choice, (laughs) And that that means that you inevitably submit to lesser things in the long run. Okay, so a verse that I want to cue up just to tee this up here is coming from Psalm 132, verse 5. So I want you to think about what it means to actually host God, to actually be a container for God, a vessel to receive from God a resting place where God comes to. Think about that. I, I don't know if you've ever entertained that thought, but that is that is something that Psalm 132 actually says, which I think is pretty neat. It says in the NLV, until I find a place to build a house for the Lord, a sanctuary for the mighty one of Israel. There's another version, Amplified says, until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. And good news translation, until I provide a place for the Lord, a home for the mighty God. Let's see if there's any others. I mean, King James is where it's at. (laughs) Until I find a place for the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God. So just think about that. Think about this thought. Entertain it for a second. Am I a place to host God? Am I a resting place for God? A welcoming place for God? Yes or no? No maybe, kinda, sorta, yes or no, okay? And then from there, do I want to be a resting place for God? a host of God, and what do I need to do to either become more aware that I am that 
or to increase my capacity to receive from God in that way and create more space and really create more of a place in myself for God to rest. So cool to consider that. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you've thought about that, but we can only do that when we're rooted. Okay. (laughs) That's being a resting place for God does not happen when we're drifting. However, God is always our resting place. And it's when we are in a state of being still, be still and know. That's essentially what that means. Be still, right? And then you can start becoming more aware of God's presence, of reading his word, of contemplating his word. We don't really receive anything when we rush through things, okay? So just consider that that thought here. Now, when it comes to spiritual drifting, I have had the pleasure of interviewing many people. It's sort of made my journalism nerd. (laughs) I studied journalism in my undergrad, so it made that part of me nerd out a bit. But I really love learning what motivates people, what drives people, what their desires are, where they might feel stuck or where they're held back, where they really want more support, what might help them, what blocks them. I like learning these things because it only helps me help them break through and provide more tools and resources and context and really all the things, right? So I had the pleasure of interviewing many people for a new program that I'm launching at the top of next year. Very exciting. I'm super excited about this. And one of the questions was around how you know if you are disconnected from God. What do you start to notice when you're disconnected from God? And across the board, (laughs) I heard things like, well, I'm more irritable. I'm pessimistic. I have emotions that are all over the place, just out of control. I get angry, sometimes even to the point of rage. I'm just distracted. I just want to sleep. I don't want to focus. I fall into bad habits, I overeat, I just zone out and watch TV, I try to isolate. They just describe a version of themselves that is not fully alive, not vibrant, not waking up with the joy of the Lord for sure, but a version that is just sort of drowned out, right? A muted version, if you will. Now, I would also ask, what gets better in your life when you are connected to God? Across the board, I heard either one of two phrases, which was a lot or everything. So the interesting thing about this is that we know (laughs) inherently when we are aligned, when we're connected, and when we are out of alignment, right? And it never feels good to be out of alignment. And an easier way to break that down is when we are moving according to the flesh, according to our own thoughts, our own ways, according to our own understanding, according to force, and trying to just navigate in our own strength, that's different than operating in the spirit and being inspired in how we show up, being intentional about how we show up, and really rooting things from within, okay? So, Spiritual drifting can simply mean being disconnected from God 
specifically to his word, but being disconnected or out of alignment with God, not in this constant contact, not connection, not connected. So kind of like a friend too, where you have a really great relationship, you're together all the time, then all of a sudden you just are not talking. It seems like months have gone by. There's been a drift in the relationship. Okay. We do this with God too. Now you can be rooted and that's like being anchored. Okay. So first though, when it comes to spiritual drifting, some things that you might notice, again, there's going to be things that you can just mine your own soul for and just become aware of so that you can actually call it and make an adjustment. We often don't spend time with God. We don't have a daily practice of creating a place or a space for God to dwell. We're not being still enough to even acknowledge God. We often lose sight of gratitude. And you can really see this by what you're thinking about, what you're speaking about. We become more stressed and try to handle things and control things and manipulate things the way we think they should be. We just don't end up being the nicest people. <laughs> We're not really embodying the spirit of God and how we show up. So we don't make time to read and study the Bible that will actually feed and strengthen our soul. We're not praying and just having conversation with God. We don't spend time fellowshipping with other believers. We actually cut off any sort of accountability that would keep us in line with our spiritual path and journey. And the the sins maybe or the you know, missteps or mistakes or shortcomings that maybe used to bother you before could start creeping up again and you return to those things. And the the gospel and the good news of God doesn't affect you anymore, where at times it could have really given you goosebumps or made you start crying or just move you to to praise God, just like take over, that starts just dissolving as well. So those are some things that you might notice if you're drifting. And drifting is really a default setting of any believer that's disconnecting from God, from his word. And we drift, right? Like it starts with a little spiritual slumber, a little habits, a touch of bitterness, a lack of faith. And then before you know it, God is on the sidelines of our lives and not front and center and definitely not involved in all that we are doing and, and being every day, okay? So important just to, to recognize that. Again, the awareness is super, super powerful, okay? A couple of signs, just these are general again, but you can dig into this personally, that you might be drifting from God. You're easily irritable. You might be weak against temptations. Criticism or rejection might hit harder than it otherwise would. Negative thoughts are constantly swirling in your mind. You can't move on from the past. You don't make time to, be, to rest and to be still. And you might be extra hard on yourself, okay? So... That can look like drifting in your life, all right? Now, when it comes to being rooted, it's like being anchored. That's another way to view it. But I think 
some of the scriptures in the word make it very clear, specifically like tree trunk roots, right? So I'll give you some of those. But one of the examples that I often have in my mind visually, for those of you that learn that way, is picturing a massive ship and the anchor that this sucker drops into the ocean. It is huge. <laughs> and they have to let it down slowly, right? But that will guarantee that this ship stays at that destination at that point in the ocean until that anchor is raised back up okay so it's an anchor for this ship okay and God's word is an anchor for our spirit it helps us renew our mind it helps us to make sure that we're aligning with the spirit of God it helps keep our heart pure it helps highlight areas where we can grow and evolve. It might even convict us of sin that we need to repent from or turn from. It will strengthen us. It could even give us some insight into what season we're in or what season we might be stepping into and how God is working in our life. It literally is nourishment and it anchors us so that we will be strong where we currently are. We're going to be rooted. So what I love about how the word says it. One of them is Jeremiah 17, and it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So I love this as a visual. I even encourage you to meditate on this one specifically until you can see it literally in your imagination. So for me, this wasn't actually too hard to come up with because when I do some runs around the city, there is an area in the center of the city where there's these massive, I don't even know what kind of trees they are, but they are literally are in the lake and they are so super tall. So the roots are both on land and in the water. It is wild, right? But they're, they're huge and it blows my mind because I've been in the city for about 11, over 11 years now, still there. <laughs> the floods, the storms, the things that have happened, they are still standing tall. They still flourish and have colorful leaves. It's beautiful, right? So literally planted by the water, send out its roots by the stream, does not fear when heat comes, which is real in Texas where I am currently, and leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought when it gets super duper hot, right? It never ceases to bear fruit. So when it comes from, to goal setting or having wins, this is a scripture that brings things into context for me. So what does this mean? Am I trusting in the Lord? What am I actually trusting in? Right? Is my trust firmly rooted in God? Or am I shooting out my roots somewhere else? Okay? Powerful. Then it says here, Colossians 2, verse 6, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 
which lets you know it is more than just a <laughs> holiday for sure. We need to abound in the giving of thanks. That's not just something we do in one day. That's a daily, right? But it says walk in Christ, in his thoughts, in his word, in his words. What does he think? What does he speak? What does he promise? What is the faith that he gave and presented and walked out and embodied? How do I build myself up in that? Well, simply, I I would, I know that I've probably talked about this before, but I would find an area of your life that is not glistening with hope or that you might be struggling in and look for often the opposite. So if I have a lot of fear in my life, I'm going to just start studying about faith, right? Which was true for me. <laughs> I had practiced many years being in anxiety or being in doubt or being in fear and being in unbelief, right? That's a huge jump to just be like, oh yeah, sure, I'm full of faith. No, <laughs> right? But by faith, I'm going to build my faith, right? And that's something that I could do. I could learn what it means to be established in faith. What does that mean? What is the faith that Christ embodied right? What is that? I'm going to start studying that in my word. I'm going to look it up, right, online. I'm going to study all the verses about it. I'm going to read it in different versions of the Bible. I'm going to get a devotional on it. I'm going to listen to people's testimonies about how they built their faith up and experienced God, but I'm going to build it because that will help me be rooted and strong where I currently am, right? Then it says, two in Psalms 1-3, it brings a similar visual to Jeremiah, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Yes and amen. <laughs> right? Mark 4.17 says, And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. So this verse specifically highlights what can happen when we're not rooted. Things that, you know, wouldn't otherwise get under our skin do. Things that wouldn't overwhelm us necessarily suddenly do. Things that, you know, we, we wouldn't think we would struggle with, we start really struggling with because we're not rooted. We don't have a source of strength. We're not, we don't have a firm foundation. And it says in the word, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And that could mean I sometimes in a faith, but most of the time I'm in doubt. I sometimes declare the truth, but most of the time I'm declaring negative things and things that I don't want to have happen, right? So we're not really progressing. We usually stay in the same place and feel miserable because we're double-minded. We're unstable, right? And unless we're intentional about that, we can't shift it. Okay, and let me see. Okay, so another one that I just want to highlight that is an example of roots, practically speaking, Hebrews 12, 15. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. So God's word is a seed, and when it's planted in our mind, right, our minds can be transformed, our perspective can change, we can actually get revelation from God. That's when it actually hits our heart and it can turn into a knowing, 
versus just a believing, right? So we want to make sure that we don't let the wrong seeds get planted in our mind and in our heart and, and potentially have strongholds that we can't break out of or it becomes increasingly harder to break out of, okay? And this can happen, again, when we're drifting. It doesn't take a lot to drift. And an example that I have of this specifically that I see come up a lot in coaching, a bad habit, right, started as a thought, okay? And that thought rehearsed over and over again became a stronghold. And then out of that thought, we started to feel some kind of way and we behaved out of that. It wasn't random, okay? But a new habit and a new practice is the same thing. It starts as a thought, a renewed thought, right? We have a renewed perspective. Then we actually have a different emotional experience connected to that. And we behave differently out of that. It's literally, though, on your insides, okay? So if I want to behave differently, I need to be feeding my soul differently. I need to be feeding my mind differently. I need to actually exercise my will, right? My mind, my will, and my emotions. I need to pay attention to my emotions. They're not good, bad, right, or wrong. They actually give me valuable information. However, they don't rule my life, but they indicate what I believe and they indicate what I'm feeling, right? Because often we might say that we believe something, but we actually don't, right? And our feelings help highlight that. Our behavior too, but our feelings are really great indicators of what we actually believe, <laughs> okay? So for today, I want to encourage you to think about in your own life where you might be drifting. Where have you had a tendency to drift? Where is an area where you might be drifting now? What does it look like for you personally when you are drifting? Just take a gander at that. I would journal this out too. Okay? And then also compare when is a time or when was a time? <laughs> is it a time? What does it look like for you to be rooted and grounded in God? Firmly trusting in Him, reading His Word, connected, right? What is it like for you experientially to be connected to God and rooted in God? Maybe describe a time when that was true. Maybe you're there now. Maybe that's something that you want to experience, right? But really get clear on what both of those are for you, okay? And then <laughs> decide your next action step. So I don't want you to just come up with your own plan, okay? But be prayerful about this and bring it to God. Give the areas where you've drifted, maybe repent for those, for the ways that you've navigated, for the ways that you were just full of doubt, for the ways that you weren't trusting God, for the ways that you started murmuring, right? For the ways that you started operating in, you know, anything less than gratitude. Just whatever the, the spirit convicts you of or highlights to you in a gentle way. And ask God what he wants to do in those areas where you're drifting. What does it look like to get rooted? 
what is the way that he has in mind for you to get rooted? I know for me, these have been different in different seasons. So there have been seasons where I needed to get up way earlier than I thought was cool, <laughs> right? But not so that I could start my day earlier and start checking off my routine so that I had non-negotiable God time. I needed extra time to read the word, to journal out what I was learning or what I was experiencing, to get strengthened, to pray, to write out declarations, to clear things, to build myself up in God, to, to fan the flame within. I needed space and I needed time for that. I was up against a lot. So there has been times where I've needed to do that. There's been times where I really needed to meditate on the promises of God and really connect with Holy Spirit on what that means for me personally. If this were real for me, what would that look like? If this promise were fulfilled in my life, specifically this area, how might that unfold? Sometimes too, I'll just write down a verse and I'll journal about it and I'll just turn on some prophetic soaking music or just soaking music in general. A lot of times soaking music can have lyrics. Sometimes it does not. I tend to, to really, it depends. I, I have moments where I really like soaking without lyrics <laughs> and just seeing where, where God brings me in a meditation or a visualization. And then there's other times where I need to be encouraged and have things spoken over me. And I just like receiving God's word that way. So those are some ideas. I like walking and talking with God. Totally love doing that. You can even put earbuds in your ear and people won't even know what you're doing. <laughs> but I love walking and talking with God. And the majority of that too is listening and it's out in nature. And inevitably when I'm breathing in fresh air, when I'm looking at the beauty around me, when I'm you know, just making myself available to, to ask God a question and hear and receive an answer from him, he shows up, right? There's been other times where I've needed to really go deeper in God's word and get more teaching and training and tools. And I find, you know, I'm led to a program that I'm meant to invest in. And it's usually a longer term program. You know, that's, that's been the case for me sometimes. So whatever that might be for you to really get rooted, I know in the beginning for me, it meant just giving up things so I could have more space for God in my life. But I encourage you to become aware today of where you are rooted and where you are drifting. You don't have to drift if you don't want to, and you don't have to accept drifting either. And then once you do that journal or you make that list, be prayerful, invite Holy Spirit to guide you into a plan or a process in this season to get rooted so that you might be strong and firmly rooted and established in God and prosper and really have and enjoy your life, okay? And also think about how you can host God, right? The Spirit of God alive in you is as close as God can get, but are you aware of that? And how can you become more aware that you actually host God? How can you be a place where God just rests? Can you experience God's presence in a deeper way? Can you connect with God in a deeper way? And what might that look like for you? I just invite you to think about that today. And also, finally, consider if you were really rooted and connected with God, how might your life change? 
<laughs> if you were really rooted and connected to God, how might your life change? I have a great answer for that, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> I want you to answer that question for you and make that really real for you. All right? So my hope is that you will really see how being rooted is such a blessing and it comes just from being connected with God. It is not something that has to be, you know, religious in any kind of way. In fact, my recommendation to you would be to keep this as simple as possible. And I think what a lot of people think of when they hear simple is that it's easy. And what I want to say, friend, is that simple is actually hard work. <laughs> it's actually really hard work. It requires being clear on what matters most and where you are going to focus your time, your energy, your emotions, the best of you, because not everything gets that. Not everything gets that same amount of access. It requires having a lot of self-control, discipline, structure, plans in place to create this place and this space for God and your life so that you really can hear from him. It requires being flexible. It requires being disciplined in your own lifestyle habits. It requires being aware of how you are impacting people and being responsible for your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviors and not putting that on anybody else. It requires you having healthy boundaries, which we'll talk about later this week. <laughs> it's actually hard work, but the simpler you keep things, the easier it is to show up for them, okay? So for example, one of the things that I had been led to do was really change my lifestyle habits. And so I simply said, I'm getting up at this time. From this time to this time, I'm just going to be studying the word. My phone is going to be in the other room on airplane mode. There's going to be nothing else that's distracting me. I'm going to be in my Bible. I'm going to have a journal. I'm going to have a devotional. And I'm going to sit here until my alarm goes off in the other room. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do this for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, however long the time frame is. And I'm going to expect to hear from God. I'm going to expect something to happen. And something does happen. <laughs> And it's different every day, right? So I just encourage you to lean into this and consider how your life will change when you are rooted. You probably have seen what it looks like when you're drifting. You've seen that movie before. But oh, when you're rooted, who are you then? How do you show up then? How do you think? How do you feel? How do you behave? How do you love people in your world? How do you work? What are you focused on? What are you intentional about? What really matters? This is an invitation today to revisit that and get close to that. All right, guys. And if you haven't, today was the final day of a 30-day daily practice journey that I did on YouTube totally free, but this helps you actually deepen your connection with God and it guides you through prompts. So this might even be a great way for you if you don't currently have a plan to supplement your plan 
and just go through the exercises that are presented every day. So if you haven't, go search Juliana Page on YouTube and subscribe. That's the best way to know when any new videos come out, and I really appreciate your support. I also am finalizing the new website, so that should be done here soon. If you had had any glitches, that's why we're transitioning from one site to another, but that shall be complete soon. But the links on there do work. So if you want to subscribe to the newsletter and get information on the upcoming group or coaching details or any ways that I can serve you, visit julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.